Yes. Oh. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Funky Phil? You're what's up. Yeah. We're back. It's another, it must be Monday, dude. It's a rainy day out here in Pimp City. It is. Yeah. I love dude. it. I am so pumped right now. Like I'm in the studio. I'm in. I'm in the beat locker. Funky Phil's and Phil's castle. We'll, we're still doing this remote. I came in here. We're gonna get into it. I should just talk about it later. But I'm so excited about it. I just like want to say it now. I just came in the studio on Saturday, cracked up and opened a couple cold ones. Was in here by myself and completely rearranged my like the drum zone of the the drum section of Pimp City. It is so dope and so comfortable and so cozy. I want to see. Show me around. Oh, man. I can't, I, oh, all right. Hold mm-hmm. on. Let me unplug this. First of all, when you walk in, Ooh. my drums are over there. There's a banner now. We got the Drum Brigade banner. I took apart all the, the student drums because we're not using those now. Oh, look at them all pretty and stacked up. But the thing that's cool is like when you come in, the door... So you know where the people don't people nobody nobody besides you and like the other guys that rent this place have been to this studio. But when you came in before, I never had my actual drums set up. They were just stacked up because I was using them all the time for gigs. So there was two this is why I said we should have got into this beat later. <laughs> There's two like student drum sets set up for teaching at all times and they were set up like directly behind the couch so we have like a little lounge where you can chill out and and watch tv and then we have the drum sets behind the couch so i can put sheet music on the tv and all that stuff well i took all those those two drum sets and just stacked them in the corner and now i have my real drum set up and mic'd up and then behind the couch now is the podcast table and it's dope like this because you can watch now I'm in here either playing drums or just like watching Netflix and chilling. And now you can sit at the table. It's like kind of like a theater, Phil. You can nice. sit on the couch and then other people can sit on the table and watch the movie. Dang. All it's dialed in. super dope. And like right now, like if if I want to, I can put on like, I don't know. Well, there is no sports right now, but I can put on like a game. I can put on a motocross race and I can be like chilling, watching it while we're podcasting. It's the best ever. I'm so pumped. It just like opened it up. It's all clean. I dude, I cleaned every single like window seal in here, like dusted everything, vacuumed everything. And so now I feel like it's sterile and good. I still got to get that air purifier back in here. But yeah, dude, if you came here like, and saw this, you would be, yeah, you'd be into it. Definitely. Nice. You'd be like, dang, it's nice in here. I'm like, yeah, it's like a little like gentleman's lounge. <laughs> and then above the bathroom. Oh man, I have an idea for that, Phil. What? <laughs> so above the bathroom is this, it's like this, they built, okay. So it's just like an open commercial building where Pimp City is or, or the drum, the beat locker. Um, it's kind of like a warehouse, except there's not like an, a roll-up door in here. But anyways, in the warehouse, they built like a bathroom, right? And so above the bathroom, I keep saying, bro, we should build like a little loft up there and put a little c- a couch and 
mount a TV on the wall and then we can like sit above the bathroom and play video games. Well, there's like pipes and stuff up there. I got the idea of putting, I've been like, I'm a big dude on, I love, I love Pinterest. Like whenever I have an idea, I'm like, boom, Pinterest, let's go. I'm like a, like a, I don't know, a mom, like a millennial mom. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm on Pinterest. I'm looking up net, like mesh net lofts. People do this in tiny homes. Oh, I'm like, cool. bro, let's put like a lot, like a, a net up there and we lay on the net and then we still mount the TV, bro. This would be the dopest place ever. This would be pimp city, like a giant hammock kind of. Yes. So, yes. That's so cool. That'd be, but rad. it's like tight, kind of like a circus net, you know, like it's tight, uh, screwed into the walls, you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't jump on it, but I would like lay on it and just relax with some pillows and like play freaking video games up there. Damn. I can't wait yeah. for you to do that. I'm going to do it, dude. I'm looking at it right now, and it is possible. Can we podcast from there? Huh? Can we go up there and podcast from the net? We could. We could. We'd have to sit Indian style. I can do like that. Like crisscross. I can do that. <laughs> Man, that would be so dope. And, like, the thing is, like, I'm thinking about not telling the guys, the other guys at Rent This Spot, and just doing it, and then having them be like, what the? Why is there a TV up there? And then be like, oh, yeah, you want to see? All right, come on this way. Oh, they'd be and stoked. Like, yeah, and it's just, dude, it's just maybe a little mini fridge up there. Dude, come on. You could do this. All right. That's all I needed to talk about today, Phil. So let's That's just it, huh? wrap it up. All dude. right. That's a good episode. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We do have a good show. I do want to talk more about Pimp City because I'm just so jazzed on it right now. But, um, We'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, this is episode 77, Funky Phil. Woo. Yeah. Um, I didn't introduce you. That's Funky Phil. Yay. Hey. Looking like a straight-up skinhead. No hair. I cut it all off. Very little. <clears throat> I did my um, my COVID, what is, isolation haircut this morning. Tried to give myself a fade. It looks good. <laughs> it good looks job. good on camera. It's a little, like, jagged in real life, but... See, I, I usually give myself my own haircuts. Uh, yeah. And this this time I just happened to mess something up enough that I was like, F it. I'm shaving it all off. I almost did that. <laughs> I was like, this can't, I can't do this. I can't just shave it. Because I used to shave my hair like shorter than yours, but that was like a long time ago. So now that would look funny. It would look out of date. But I might just go back to that. Cutting a fade is just a little ridiculous. And I kind of look like a like a pope or something like a pope? I try to cut like you know, like in the olden days where they would cut like like oh, one or two inches around, yeah, and then yeah. shave the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I look like right now. Like, like it's like perfectly perfect right here, and then I try to cut like a, a line like the guy used to do. Yeah. You know, like the like the friar tuck. Cut. Yeah, 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 like a friar tuck. Yeah, it's not not a bad fade, Phil. It's not bad it's if not I'm bad doing it on my all. own. The back, my wife said the back looks a little uneven, so it's mm. fine. I mean, it's like, who am I seeing right now anyways, besides my wife and you on camera? And our guests. So, yeah. Well, that's why I wear beanies and hats and stuff. I kind of want to wear my beanie. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 77. We're just jumping right in, getting right to it. It's all good, though. Um, So we have a great show today, like we do every week. Uh, we have a little bit to talk about, but not much because we've been on quarantine mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah but anyways um we have a guest this week really cool really cool drummer girl um 
I think she's from the UK. I, I've never talked to her before, but she's doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, she's kind of one step ahead of all of us with she's doing um, online uh, master classes. She has also she's a fellow podcaster. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. It's Emily Dolan Davies. Oh boy. Yes, sir. Recorded drums for a bunch of people, played with a bunch of people, runs her own business. She's, she's dope, man. So I can't wait to talk to her. Um, yeah, this is the drum brigade podcast. Drum brigade is all kinds of different things. Um, we, uh, have merch and, um, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but, um, we have really like dope merch out there. People really like dope. Um, we are the brotherhood of drums. We're a family. We're, you know, a place for drummers to be among like-minded individuals and also a place for, I don't know, people to just belong and people to feel like they're part of something and, um, people to have each other's back because we all have something in common that's playing drums. So that's dope. And I like that. Um, so, Anyways, we, the way that we promote that, we promote camaraderie over competition. That's what we do. We do that through our merch where people can identify as drummers who have camaraderie over competition. We do that through our podcast where drummers can have a voice. Even you can, people. Not just our guests, not just me and Funky Phil. You can too. Um, so, um, And we do that through our drum lessons. So me and Funky Phil are going hard on drum lessons right now. We're looking for more students. We're looking to expand. We're looking to grow the Drum Brigade uh, education department. So we're going to be focusing on that while we're on quarantine for the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, and speaking of which, before I get into sponsors and all that stuff, I wanna say this about um, something that happened last week. So. Um, something really cool and positive. I always talk about you guys reaching out and um, hitting us up, telling us what you think. It doesn't even have to be like, hey, you guys are great. You can just be like, dude, what's up with so-and-so? Or like, bro, what's up with Eric Moore's drum set? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to talk about, we're down. Um, and it helps us out because it adds content. And, it, and again, this is a platform for drummers to have a voice. So yeah, anytime, use the contact form. Well, one of our listeners, one of our buddies hit us up. Um, and hold on, Phil. Um, and of course, I lost it. Oh, boy. Oh, dude, Matt Hubble. Dude, I'm sorry to blast you out like this and like just like not really like in a negative way, but announce your name. But this made me and Funky Phil's day. And so I'm going to sh share this with you guys. It just said, uh, he sent a message, subject, thank you. It says, hey, dudes, I've been playing drums in Fresno, California, semi-professional for upwards of 25 years, and I know times are pretty uncertain right now. We're all losing gigs left and right. Lessons made uh, are made tougher by using the use of distance teaching, and we're all pretty unsure about the future. But despite all that, I know I get, I, I know I get to get on every week and listen to you guys chat it up about drums. Drummers, that Black Flag interview with Isaiah Skill um, was amazing. Still haven't gone near open water. I <laughs> love that. Uh, cool stuff that happens at gigs and not so not cool stuff that happens at gigs. Don't ever freaking touch the cymbals. Love that as well. So again, thank you, Corey and Phil, for everything you guys do. You guys rock and you don't hear it enough. 
Looking forward to the next Like Dope podcast. Proud Brigade member, Matt Hall. Matt Hub. Matt. Matt. It just says MH. <laughs> uh, anyways, Matt, man, thank you so much for posting that or sharing that with us. That like was really cool. Um, you know, and uh, it's what we need to hear at the right time. So we, we appreciate it. Um, last week, we said we were going to do a giveaway to one of our email subscribers lists guys or whatever that write in or whatever. So, uh, Matt, we're going to send you some true tones and some drum brigade stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll reach out to you via email, but, um, yeah, dude, that's what it takes. Um, we appreciate it. Right, Phil. Yeah. That made my yeah. day when I saw that email. It was just like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was cool, man. That was cool. Thanks for saying that. Positive mood. I don't always like to just be like, yo, man, this guy like emailed us, but I thought that was like, that was really like special for us. So that was really cool, man. We appreciate it. Um, all right, guys. So anyways, the Drum Brigade podcast is uh, brought to you by Revolution Drum Products. Uh, Revolution makes forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. They're the ones who make the true tone um, that we're going to be sending to Matt. Um, they're drum dampers and... Uh, they're dope. Okay. They make the Firefly drum key. That's like dope as well. T-Locks. I did, um, I did, uh, what's it called? A review on my, my YouTube about the true tones and about T-Locks. So you can see me chat about them and all that stuff. So yeah. Anyways, me and Funky Phil have, uh, oh yeah. Sorry. One more thing about revolution. If you go to Revo Drum, www.revodrum.com, use the code Brig Drum Brigade 15, you get 15% off all of their products. So go and do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That being said, me and Funky Phil have websites philpardell.com, coreykingston.com, K O R E Y. Or you can always just reach out via Drum Brigade um, contact list or. Um, anything like that, just contact us on there and you can get whatever you need. Answer any questions, ask any questions, chat it up with us. It's all good. Um, all right. So I think that's all we're going to be getting to Emily really shortly here. And for right now, let's catch up funky Phil. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Episode 77. Just moving along. Just trekking along. We've had some of the dopest drummers on our show, man. I'm saying dope a lot today. I'm just in a great mood today. Yeah, like dope. Like dope, man. <laughs> Super like dope. Um, Yeah, we've had... I, I started making a list just of like some... Just like off the top of my head, some of the drummers that we've had on. We've had some of the like the biggest names in our industry on our show. I know it's on rad. this janky show. We've had some of the like dopest dudes in there for real out there. Um, so, okay. So this week, you know, I've been staying pretty freaking busy, dude. Me too. <laughs> I'm not making a lot of money, but I've been staying pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, so, <laughs> That's what's been crazy about this is like I should have all the time in the world and I feel like just as like as much as I was before like I'm drowning you know like oh man I don't have enough time yeah I got to freaking like get this together and like 
Uh, it's good though. <laughs> yeah. Good. But I really, I really want this education stuff to like happen. And I, I really want to do more with that and, and build on that. And I think even after this COVID nonsense, I want to do less. I want to do less Dumbo gigs and more drum brigade stuff. I said that in January yeah, or in December or whatever, maybe our year end review show. I was like, this is the year, man. I want to be more creative and less on Dumbo gigs. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, I'm feel weird about being forced to do that, but yeah, man, even after this is all done, let's keep it going, man. We got it. This is, we're supposed, we get caught up, Phil, in, we got to play, we got to play, we got to pay the bills. So therefore we got to take the work that pays. Yep. Even if it doesn't pay like a lot, but I feel like potentially I've been saying this for years. Phil's, Phil has been hearing me say this for years and Phil's over it, but not true. <laughs> potentially we could make a lot more money if we just do something that's dope. But you know, yeah, we suck at marketing. That's the biggest problem. Well, it's hard, you know, we don't, we, you, we're drummers. You focus on what's going to bring you money right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that oftentimes takes up, <laughs> I got to scream it, baby. <laughs> and that's why, that's uh, why. It though. often takes you, up like all your time. Just to, that crying that you hear in the background is why you have to take the money gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 And then, the, you know, they book you months out. Yeah. So it's it's hard to like get out of the cycle, I feel like, if you even if you want to, to start like pivoting yourself a different direction, you know? Yeah. Cuz you don't want to turn down work. <laughs> yeah, man. But. I just um you know, like I I look at drummers that are out there that are doing I mean, it, see this is the problem. I've had people do this with me too, where they look at you and the grass is greener for what you're doing rather than like doing what they want to do, if that makes sense. So, so like I look at, I look at drummers like Thomas Lang and, and Stan Bicknell and um, maybe like Mike Johnston. Um, I don't feel that I'm, my ability is my playing ability is on the level of those guys. Cause those guys are machines working in their like practicing. And actually Thomas Lang says he doesn't practice, but he, you can tell he's put in the work, but anyways, that's beside the point. What I'm saying is I look at those guys and see what they do. And that's kind of the, the vibe that I want to have. Those guys still play gigs, but they kind of play the gigs that they want to play. They're not playing schmucky metal gigs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead they're in their studio, like Stan, Stan's a, a businessman. And I mean, they all are, but Stan is like, Stan runs a separate business, you know, as his coffee business outside of being a drummer, a terrific drummer. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, those guys like Thomas Lang is in his studio and he's recording drums for other people. He's re he's doing a bunch of like master classes and he's, you know, he it's, he's a machine. He's going to work every day, but then he'll do like clinic tours and he'll do like, you know, stuff like that. And he'll oftentimes tour with bands and play with, with bands. And so that's kind of more of along the lines of what I want to do on my terms. I've always done things well in the last probably, you know, 10 years or so. As soon as I quit the Agrilites, I was like, I'm doing things on my terms from here on, man. Like if I'm not feeling something, you can't make me do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so 
I kind of want to stick to that. I kind of want to stick to, dude, Drum Brigade is something that I created, and like I should be working for Drum Brigade as my main income. And then everything else, if I want to take a gig with my band, with Shuffle and Bang, or I want to do a fly out with somebody else, then I can be like, yeah, I want to do that. But I don't feel like I need to play at casinos. And Well, I do need to right now because I need to make money, but I don't want to feel like that when it's all said and done. Like when this is, when it's like, okay, cool. Casinos are back open. We have a gig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to need to take those gigs to catch up. But I think my, my disposition has changed. I'm, I want, I'm right with you, man. I'm like, yeah, I, I'd love to just do brigade. Yeah. (laughs) And then gigs I like and record, you know, record stuff I like and that kind of stuff. And, uh, I don't, yeah, I feel like this is almost like forcing us to, readdress our um our our focus and yeah. and really think about how how we can generate money in a different way and focus on different things cuz I don't dude I don't know when this is gonna, and I don't know when things are going to go back to normal for us like as dude. far as gigs like even even if everything's like okay in a, in a couple months everything starts opening back up I I imagine the clubs are still going to be you know struggling to get back on their feet from the financial losses. So I don't know if they're going to be hiring bands and I don't know how many people are going to be allowed to be in clubs even when they open. Right. Like how, who knows how long it's going to, there's going to be limits on groups of people, you know, dude, it's, um, I mean, this thing has gotten like, you know, I don't want to spend this episode talking about the stupid coronavirus. Everybody is so sick and tired of hearing that. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for everybody, but yeah. Dude, I'm completely like, don't even, I don't even want to look at the stinking news. I don't want to, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's just, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I'm, I, I, I get it. It's bad. And I get it. We have to be like, you know, I feel for all the people that have gotten one of my friends have, has it. Dude, like one of my close friends has it. Wow. <laughs> he got tested, confirmed, has it. That sucks. Um, and he's fine. He's not like he's, he's already on his way out of it. Like he's totally like working in the yard and stuff. He's not like, he's not like in bed sick, but anyways, I feel for all the families and people and, you know, dude, I could still, I could still get it. You know, I'm trying so hard every day to not, but I may have had it. I don't know. So anyways, what I'm saying is I don't even know where, what I was going with this. Oh, this thing has gotten crazy, dude. Like we went grocery shopping yesterday. Yeah. Um, we just had to get a couple things. It, you walk outside of your yard, dude. You go to any public space. You feel like you're in an apocalyptic movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Did it you, is did like, you, were you wearing a mask and everything? Oh, I was, I, dude, I've been wearing a mask since before. Like I've been wearing, I, I've been wearing my scarf around my face. Yeah. Like since before anybody, I was like the only dude at the store and people thought I was going to like rob the place. <laughs> now, if you're not wearing a mask, people are looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah. Like me, me and Summer, my wife, are both wore it fully wearing masks, like full on. Yeah, dude. I went, I I went on a search for flour the other day. I went to, I went to four different stores, and uh, yeah, they're all cleaned out. No one has yeah. red flour. Tar- I don't tar- understand it's, that. It's surreal looking in a, the aisle of a Target. Like, you know, they have giant shelves, and their yeah. aisles are long, and like the toilet paper aisle is just. Completely, completely empty not a single thing on the shelf yeah it's nothing <laughs> like the entire aisle was cleaned out yeah and i i couldn't believe that like i'm like still still 
Like, how much toilet paper do you need? Right? Like, <laughs> but I've, I've noticed that it's, it's like one thing will pop off and then people just freaking bandwagon like crazy. Like, dude, forget trying to find a mask. Like, yeah. you cannot... Uh-uh. How many people were buying stupid masks from Home Depot? Like, drywallers? You know, maybe painters? I don't yeah. know, but... This, that's weed the whacker thing. guys the supply <laughs> the supply wasn't just the supply wasn't ready for any of this so I no don't, i don't even think at this point it's people like bogarting or you know getting way more than they need of toilet paper or flour it's just more people in general or need it see but this and, is what i don't really understand is like these companies that's obviously an essential job so why aren't they ramping up there's a million people out here that need jobs right now why are you not ramping up mask production and ramping up toilet paper production? You guys can make way more money because people are buying it like hotcakes. Just get out there and freaking ramp up production. Yeah, they might be. I, I don't know. I, Dude, if the demand was like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. We need drum lessons. I need to freaking call the drum brigade and get drum lessons. I'm ramping up production, dude. I'm going to go buy some electronic drums. I'm going to go buy a couple computers. And I'm going to supply and demand this S, dude. Oh, man. That would be great. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I've got, I've got, my Tuesdays are open. I need some more, I need some students on Tuesdays. Dude, I got Tuesdays, Wednesdays, <laughs> and Mondays. No, Mondays are booked solid. I'm going to be working tonight until like 6 or 7 o'clock. Ah, nice. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. And I can do some Fridays, too, in the morning and afternoon. I'm, dude, just bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. If, dude, if I filled up those days, if I filled up like one or two of those days, I would be like, forget going back to gigs. I'm good. Yeah, right. I'm, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Who knows how long. I feel like this is also going to be like, um, sorry, I don't mean to dwell on it. I'm just like thinking down the road, like implications for after the the emergency situation is over. I, f- I feel like there's going to be. I feel like uh, there's going to be families that switch to just doing homeschooling. Like a lot of people are just going to be like, well, I've adjusted to this, so I'm going to switch. This is what I'm going to do now. Dude, I've kind of, I kind of feel like I'm kind of settling in to this lifestyle. (laughs) I'm kind of settling into like, oh, I'm going out. I need my mask. Like wash your hands every 50, 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, God, my hands are so cracked. (laughs) Then like I'm sinking into just like, dude, okay, I'm going to be at the studio a lot. And I, I, I felt weird in that little corner that I was, and I didn't like the TV being in the background. It just looked weird to me. It looked like I was in my living room. And so I'm like, I made the studio, you know, kind of look dope and it's still in my little area and it's not intruding on anybody else's space. And bro, I'm like, I'm, I can, the only thing that I'm not used to is like, like right now I want to get a new interface. And before I was working so much that I would be like, we were, we were like, I was putting, trying to put a lot of way in savings, but before I would have just been like, yeah, dude, let's just get this thing. Yeah. And now it's like, oh man, I can't get it. Like, what am I going to do to get it? Like right now I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my rent next month. And it's the beginning of the month, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, all of that stuff, man. I'm like, that's the only hard adjustment is like, dude, I'm broke as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm freaking broke. There is no like spending on random stuff over here. It's like, dude, I gotta, yeah, be, be careful. 
Mm-hmm. Think think about every single thing that we buy. Like, do we really need eggs? Do we really need like to get peanut butter? Like, you know, it's like that's how it, that's how it is, dude. That's yeah. how it is, dude. I I got this. I checked in on my grandma, and it's the funniest text. My grandma is so dope, man. She's like, my grandma is like eighty something years old, and she like sends emojis and like <laughs> like random stuff so i said hey grandma i just wanted to check on you and say hello and say i love you and like i hope my mom and dad are taking good care of you with this lockdown going on let us know if you need anything and then she's like thank you mijo that's like i you know what mijo is it's like my little son or whatever Uh she's like um thank you for thinking of me i'm doing okay and keeping myself spiritually built and making sure your fam my family is okay so i'm glad to hear that you two are doing okay Take care of yourselves and wash your hands. I love you both. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <dude>. that's sweet. <laughs> I love that she's like, I love you both and wash your hands. <laughs> and wash your hands. <laughs> that's great. That's so funny. All right, man. So we're gonna have to catch up a little bit in a little in a little bit more about all this. Um, I did a couple things that I want to talk about this week. So let's let's get Emily on the line and um, take a break for a second. All right. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. The Drum Brigade Podcast is brought to you by Revolution Drum. Right, Funky Phil? Yes. Yeah. True Tones, which are premium drum dampers, Firefly drum key, T-locks, solid brass cymbal fasteners, all kinds of different things. They got a a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum called The Butter Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beefy. Yes. Revolution makes forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. If you guys type in the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout when you visit RevoDrum, R-E-V-O-D-R-U-M.com, you can save yourself 15% on any of those products. Yes. Use the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout, RevoDrum.com. Yes, sir. <laughs> Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 77, Funky Phil. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. You've seen her on YouTube. You've seen her on Instagram. Blowing up the feed. It's so amazing. She's done a lot of great stuff, worked with a lot of great people. Brian Ferry, The Darkness, Kim Wilde, Howard Jones, Thompson Twins, Tom Bailey, Tricky, Cher Lloyd, The Hours, many, many more. She has her own business where she records drums for other people. 
emilydrums.com. She also has educational stuff. Fellow podcaster, Funky Phil. Yes. Fellow podcaster, yes. <laughs> um, also does master classes, does a whole bunch of stuff all the way from London. We're so happy that she can be here with us. Please welcome Emily Dolan Davies. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I love the pause between my first name and my surname. It, that made me happy. So thank, thank you guys so much for having me. It's yeah. Pleasure man. To be here. So, yeah. Thank you for being here with us. You know, it's so cool. It's so cool to see you like kind of semi in person and like not just on YouTube. We see you all the time on YouTube and stuff like that. I'm so so sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. It's great. It's like you're, you have, you've done so many cool things. You have so many things going on. That's so awesome. And, um, you know, that's why we're really excited to have you on, but we're like, we do like similar work, you know, and, and you kind of have a step ahead of everybody else in this time that we're in where, you know, me and Phil's like main gig was playing gigs. And then, you know, you are doing the social media thing, YouTube thing, masterclass thing, recording drums for other people. Like you have, you have like leaps and bounds and miles ahead of all of us now that we're all trying to do this, you know, it's so cool. It's so funny that you said it because I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys feel exactly the same way. You just kind of try and do stuff and then some stuff kind of works and resonates. And it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then you just try something else. And I basically say that I keep myself busy and out of trouble. That's the reason that I do so many things because yeah. I'm a terrible person. When I haven't got <laughs> things to do, I'm mm. a nightmare and nobody wants to be around me. So I need projects. <laughs> I don't think that's you. I think that's like every drummer in the world. You know, that's just how we are. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's why we all get on so well, because we understand each other in that way, you know? Right, right. Very cool. So, Scarry, before we we hit record, you were talking about how you guys out there in London are on full lockdown. We're supposed to be out here, but like we went to the store last night and it didn't seem like people aren't taking it serious out here in California. Have no, you got, people, like, the two-meter thing in the supermarkets there, or no? Yeah, it's, well, here it's six feet, but yes, <laughs> I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. We don't, we don't quite American understand that. We're all over the place, and don't yeah, get me yeah. started on American recipes and cups. Oh, man. I just can't deal with cups. <laughs> they just confuse the hell out of me. I just don't understand. So, so what do you use, leaders? Oh, we use milliliters. We oh my use goodness! Grams, we use ounces. We, I mean, we use everything, and then <laughs> and then cups come in, and I'm like, well, what is a cup? Yeah, that's. That's exactly me with liters. Like what? Like okay, soda comes in two liters, so maybe half of that. I don't know. Oh, like, what? Oh, what did I have yesterday? I did a recipe, and it wanted a quart of something. I was like, yeah, a quart. <laughs> anyway, it turns out a quart is just a little bit less than a liter. That's what I okay. learned. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm com- I'm completely lost. I'm completely lost whenever I go to Europe or whatever, and they're like, yeah, it's just two meters up the road. I'm like, what yeah. is a meter? Like what? <laughs> We yeah. use feet and yards over here. <laughs> like, yeah, yards. So you use yards, which is just bonkers. But <laughs> I mean, it keeps life interesting, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but people out here, like, I heard that, well, you go to the beach and people are surfing and, like, walking, jogging, like, walking around. And so they just, cl- like, they just closed all of our state parks out here. So... I think you can still go hiking, but you can't go camping. And then like beaches are owned by the state. So 
technically you're not allowed to go surfing. So I heard people out here were like still surfing and they got fined like a thousand dollars for wow. gathering in public. Yeah. People yeah, were watching the sunset. I'm trying to think fined. what we, so we're allowed out to exercise like once a day, which I'm not sure why that's okay to be honest, but yeah. apparently it's okay. I'm not doing that because I'm just terrified. So I'm just like staying in. And as I said, before we start recording this, we're kind of primed for this situation anyway, because we're used to being in rooms by ourselves for long periods of time. Yeah. Um, so we're allowed to exercise, but uh, I think I read this morning that there was this gathering of 50 people oh my for God. someone's 18th birthday. And they all got arrested. <laughs> oh my god! And fined, and I was like, "Wow, that's one way to bring in your adulthood." Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's we yeah used to just like go buy like I don't know cigarettes or something just because you can out here like you know and like yeah totally. <laughs> now you're getting arrested for just going outside and gathering. That's literally it. Yeah. What so, a crazy, <laughs> what a crazy time! What a crazy yeah. time this is. Bonkers. But you know what? It's so wonderful being able to do things like this, you know, over yeah. Zoom if we're doing it and still be able to connect across the planet, you know, just right. uh, so lucky, like in in within this awful thing that's happening, we're in a time that we are able to deal with it in a way that we aren't so secluded from each other, which I think is such a big part of, you know, this kind of um yeah, just being isolated from each other, like not feeling that isolated. If you know what I mean, it's it's a good right. time to, for this to happen in that respect. Not that this is a good thing that's happening, obviously, but you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree, and it's it, you know, yeah, it's like you said, it's it's cool that there's some things that are just we're able to continue. You know, like with I don't know, just being able to do um, our podcast still and, and, and be in the studio and play drums. And, you know, like, I feel like at least we still have that. We still have some normalcy here. Um, before we were on full on lockdown, I was talking last week that I did a session. Like I had to go to another studio and do a session. And it was like the most amazing feeling of normalcy in my life where I was just like, Oh man, like getting the drums loaded up, going to another studio seeing somebody else and like having that interaction of playing together was yeah. like, and I left and I was driving home and I was just like, man, this is like what my life used to be like three weeks ago, <laughs> like every day, you know? Oh, so I had a similar thing. So I'm recording this TV show over here called uh, the voice, uh, the kids version of it. I think nice. you guys there as well. So I'm doing the kids version of the voice and uh, similar to you, it must've been three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. And we filmed the, what was it? The semifinals. And same thing. It was like, I got to the studio and this was all had just started kicking off and they were talking about lockdown and all of this. And it wasn't sure if the filming was going to go ahead or whatever. And I just had this moment sitting there behind the kit in the studio with the most incredible band ever, um, lovely humans and, mm. and just going, Oh my God, this could be the last time that I do this for a while. And then I yeah. started thinking, oh my, I'm not going to be playing a live show for a while. And I thought this year was going to be a year full of touring and yeah. you know, it was all set up to be a really full on year. And then all of a sudden in an email, it's like, oh, uh, no, <laughs> it's not for at yeah. least until July, August. But to be honest, I don't think anything's going to happen for the rest of the year. I'm kind of resigning myself to that so that I yeah. can deal with it, if you know what I mean, mentally. Mm. And then anything else is a bonus sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, we were just saying that, like we were, I, I was just right before you came on, I was just saying, you know, we've kind of sunk into man, like this, we're going full on for plan B, you know, like I'm not like, 
I'm not hoping that my gigs come back. I'm oh, kind no. of like, okay, let's get the wheels turning on other something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, move on. Right, yeah. adapt. Let's go. But yeah. as I say, I think as creative people, I think most people that are in the arts, because of the way that you do get into playing an instrument, the way that you do carve a career for yourself, there is no way of doing that. There is no ABC step one, two, three. Right. It's just, okay, I'm going to go do some stuff. And right. see what sticks. So it's kind of just back to that mentality of like, right, let's do this and see what happens and see if that works or maybe that doesn't. Maybe let's try something else. And you've got to really sort of use that creativity in times like these. And, and I think good things can come from it because I think you can help people that maybe aren't either. They don't have the facilities. Like, I mean, we're so lucky. We've all, all three of us have got studios that we can, right. you know, create stuff in and, and be creative and have that outlet. But had this have been, you know, six, seven years ago for me, I didn't even have oh. a drum kit to play on. I just, yeah. like, I would have been sat in a room doing nothing. Like oh just, gosh. what do I do? And so yeah. yeah, I'm very aware of that. And I'm, that's my focus at the moment. It's like, right. How can I help people that don't have the facilities that I do. That's that's where my head, head's at. That I had to, because initially, you know, all these videos and stuff that I put out, a drummer's guide too. It's very much based around right. This is what a working drummer does. This is what you need to know. This is my experience, and hopefully, it's going to help you too. And literally, as soon as all this stuff started kicking off, I sat down to do another batch of videos, and I just looked through my list because I have an ongoing list. Mm-hmm. And I just looked and I went, none of this is relevant anymore because. It's just not important compared to what's happening now. So I had to pivot on that and just go, okay, right. I I took a day and went, oh my God, I've got nothing to do. And then I went, all right, no, what can I do? How can I help people? So I sort of pivoted into doing, um, I had the first video come out today, actually. It's uh, like practice routines that you can do on a practice pad or on your lap. And I know a lot of people are doing that sort of thing, but I think that's the important thing to kind of focus people on something that, they know they can do it daily. They can get a little bit better every day. You know, their skills can stay at a level and, and just focus on that. Just focus on something, you know? Yeah. I think that's really cool. That's like the fact that you're thinking your mindset is that is, you know, a lot of people get lost in the like, how am I going to make money? But when you stop and like kind of look around and think, how can I help other people is when the, the, the ball kind of starts rolling for you, you know? And, um, so I was going to ask you about, about your YouTube channel and, and your, you know, all the work that you do on social media, the videos that a drummer's guide to, and then your podcast, a drummer's guide to really, really cool stuff. Um, how do you like, what's your mindset on that? Like, how do you keep it going? Like I, I, I try to do similar things. I, I have like a vlog and, um, and I, I've been like trying to generate a list of like, five things you don't want to bring to a gig, five things you do want to bring to a gig. What's in my stick bag? Like just dumb you- YouTuber videos, you know? But they're useful, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just, the way that that whole thing started out for me was I just, I had this thing in my head for a long time. I, I kept thinking back to this very specific drum clinic that I went to when I was, I think I was 14. And there was this drummer playing called, uh, called Mark, 
I call him Mark Mondesir, Mark Mondesi, played with Jeff Beck, you know, massive UK drummer, love him, incredible. And I remember watching him do this clinic and I was desperate to ask him a question, but I was just the shyest kid ever. So I didn't put my hand up. I didn't ask him a question and I always regretted it. And I, I mean, consequently, I've become friends with him, so it's fine. But, you know, I just thought back to that version of myself and how shy I was. And I thought, you know what, I'm like... There isn't a resource on the internet that I know about that talks about all the stuff that is nothing to do with the playing side of of having a career because, you know, having come from being that kid that just wanted to play and be a professional, you know, the journey that I've had and the information that I've accumulated and all the experiences that I've had, no one's talking about it in, in my eyes, not that I've seen. And I thought, well, maybe I need to be that person that does talk about it um and although you know that's a terrifying prospect and every video i put out i'm terrified because all i think is going to happen is a ton of people are just going to go that's rubbish uh no that's not my experience she must not be a professional because that's not right you know all these sort of like fears and insecurities and doubts but actually what has happened has been the absolute reverse where i've had so many other musicians come not just drummers other musicians just come and go thank you so much for talking about that because nobody does and or you know i was feeling that way i thought i was the only one and i just thought you know what when people start reacting like that it's like even if one kid goes well, maybe I can do this too because she's done it or, you know, or I'm feeling like that too, but she's gotten through it like this or that. Or maybe they're looking at me and going, she's not even that good. I could do this. I'd be like, great, go do it then. If that's what your motivation is, I literally couldn't care less. As long as it makes you go do something, great. Like, that's my aim. I just want more people to follow their passion and realize that they can do this. It's hard work, but you can do it. It's possible. No, that is... Dude, everything you said is exactly what we've gone through. And also, take it from two drummers that are working drummers. We did, That's not the impression I got. First impression <laughs> was like, dude, this girl can play, man. And, like, and then it was like, this is so cool what she's doing. You have a cool look. Like, everything is on point. So, oh, yeah, nice. definitely don't think that. It's really great. Oh, thank you so much. I'm still not very good with, like, the compliments. <laughs> I'm still very English like that. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> That's that's a good, that's another drummer thing. I'm the same exact oh, way. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. So I I go through that all the time. Like even Phil can tell you we we go through this. Like I did an interview yesterday, and we were both like freaking out. Like, what are we gonna talk about? Like, you know. And it's like when we did this show, when we started this podcast a few years ago, it was like, first of all, are people gonna listen to this? Why would they want to listen to us? <laughs> like, I, I know that vibe. I, yeah. I constantly feel like that. It's like. What? Why am I like? Who am I? Who am yeah. I to saying stuff like? Is this valuable? I don't right. know. <laughs> but you so, know what though? There's something to be said about the experience that you have touring, recording, and just the experience of putting out YouTube videos and having content to the point where like I'm like an aspiring YouTuber with hardly any viewers. Which don't get me started on that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Come on, um, let's get started on that. <laughs> But, like, here I am, like, dude, this girl, man, she, like, there's so many things I want to just, like, ask about, like, how you built your YouTube, what, how you get content. So that's what I mean. It's, like, it's totally working. And, like, we're our own worst critics, I think. I know I am. 
I'm like, I suck at drums. I don't even know how to play drums, you know, compared to what we see every day on Instagram or whatever, you know, but it's not about that because you're working as a drummer, you know, we're working as drummers and we found a way to kind of make it work now. Like when we can't just go out and play gigs, you know, I I think you're right. And, And that is often the thing when I'm feeling that insecurity that you're talking about and we all feel it. I often do think, okay, yes. All right. There are these amazing drummers on YouTube, on Instagram, you know, that I'm seeing and just going, Oh my God, I will never be as good as that drummer there. That is incredible. But then I just go actually, but what, what has always been my goal since I was literally 11 years old is to make a living playing the drums. Am I doing that? Yes. Okay, great. Well then just carry on as you were. And I think that those insecurities are the things that make us have our own voice. And actually it's not about, you know, how complex something is that you play or how quick don't get me started about, you know, speed. (laughs) But you know, it's about your own voice and what you have to say. And whether that is me speaking on a video, whether that is me, you know, playing on the drums, if that resonates with someone and they just go, I get it. Then it's like, cool, great, done, tick, cool. Like, do you know what I mean? And it it becomes a different thing. It's, it's not about, being the best i i never i I, like i always knew i was never going to be the best and what i found out you know after the fact is there is no such thing as the best physically impossible but when you're a kid you know you think that oh my gosh i have to be perfect i have to be the best at this and it's like art is not about that it's about your voice and what you have to say and there will be someone on this planet that needs to hear what you have to say in the way that you say it exactly to me that's everything right that's so spot on i love that it's um i feel like too when you reach that point where you're like okay what is the best like I admire these drummers for different reasons, but then another drummer is going to come along and be like, yeah, he's okay, but this guy, you know, or whatever. And so it doesn't really matter who I think the best drummer in the world is, is different from you guys, you know, but that when you start realizing, okay, well, hold on a second, you know, what is the best? I don't need to be the best. I just need to be like the best of who I am, you know, the best version of me. That's when other people can admire you and be like, dude, I love the way you played that. Or I loved when you did this. And it may not be something that you can't play. It's just something that you play different than I would, you know, I think, and that's, that's the beauty. That's kind of what we base this show on is our whole motto at drum brigade is camaraderie over competition. So we like, we think that, we can admire even my students, like little kids. I'm like, dude, you have like a touch on the drums that just you you're already developing a sound that you don't know you have. You know, yeah, you don't understand how incredible what you're doing right now is. And right. naturally, I love all that. I, yeah. I think you've got it so spot on when you say all we can do is just be the best versions of ourselves. Basically, mm. I think that's it. That is the key. But that is hard to yeah, be that honest is. with yourself about who you are you know, what you are as a player, what you want to be as a player, and then not get distracted by the people left and right of you that are doing all these flashy, you know, shiny things that you're just like, whoa. And then it's like, (laughs) wait, but that's not me. Like, it's cool for a minute. But actually, would I want to have a career doing that? Probably not. Like, yeah. And you know what? It's funny too. Like we were, we were talking about, um, some of my, like my most viewed YouTube videos, are not me trying to melt somebody's face playing the most incredible drum fill. 
It's like, and I, I mean, I'm not that guy anyways, but whenever I'm rolling tape, I'm like, or like filming, I'm like, okay, the greatest drum fill of my life. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) the ones that have been viewed the most are just like a drum cover of some dumb song, you know? And yeah. And so that's, that should tell, that should tell us something that like, man, people just want to see, like, people just want to see you for you and not like how well you play, like, who knows who you know <laughs> no, exactly because it's just i don't know i think i think some people love all that and that's really cool but i think you guys are similar to me like i got into playing drums because i love music and that's kind of the top and bottom yeah. of it and, and everything that i do is going to be related to music the scariest thing i can hear on a gig is someone pointing at me and going drum solo Literally oh God. <laughs> terrified. Like, you want to put the fear into me and you want us to not be friends for the rest of our lives? Yeah. Pass me a drum solo. Honestly. I, o- I always say, I sound like when I'm playing, I sound like I can play a great drum solo until it's time to play a drum solo. And then I'm like, no, please, please. No. I think this is it. Because I think I've got, you know, confidence in people that I play with because I'm good at being playing solid. I'm good at that. Like, I'm good yeah. at making people feel, feel safe. And then I think that they think that therefore I would be good at a solo. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> some guys that I play with, I, they know this about me and they always like will choke and like call the solo just to, you know, pee me off or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. Gosh, I, yeah. I did hear a video of uh, you, Funky Phil, soloing, and it was pretty good. Oh, it's pretty stinking good. I did right before we hit record. He's uh, like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And I'm just like, "Dang, all right." Okay, no. I need a link, so you need to send me a link. Because <laughs> yeah. Funky Phil, I got to say, you're so quiet, and it's usually the quiet ones that are the deadly ones. No, yeah. no, I'm just enjoying <laughs> listening to you guys speak. <laughs> Phil's always like, I'm always like, I always call Phil out. So there's been a couple times with Phil that I've done some, like, put him on blast. I don't remember if it was like, it might have been Thomas Lang or somebody we had on, and we were both super nervous. I don't know if it was Thomas Lang. And then, yeah, I was so, we were both really nervous. It was somebody, like, somebody, like, a bigger name like that. And we, so I we start recording, and then I do the whole intro, and then I cut the intro short, and I'm like, Oh, I just got this email. Uh, sorry, hold on. And I'm like, it says Thomas Lang thinks he could he can play um, metric modulation. He outright signed Funky Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil's like, what the? Wait, wait. Like, and I'm just like dying laughing. <laughs> oh, I think I said something about like maybe to maybe it was Zach Major or something like this heavy funk drummer. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Zach thinks he's funky. Yeah, right. Sign Funky Phil. Like, it's like, what, dude? Like, I haven't done that in a while. Dude. That was so good. I wish you hadn't told me that so you could have done one more. I know. Like, yeah, oh, you, Emily thinks she's a YouTuber. Yeah, right. Funky right. Phil. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'd be like, Phil, you're right. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why people think I'm a YouTuber, but yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. I I probably shouldn't say this, but like me and this other dude, I'm not going to put him on blast, but we have this text thread going back. We'll, We'll send like the most horrible stuff. Like sometimes pretty racist stuff, no offense to anybody, but we'll say like some statement and like say like it'll have like some racial like thing in it and then it'll be like signed mike johnston or like (laughs) like quoting 
like quoting the guys you know would never say anything like that like <laughs> that puts so much stress into my body on so yeah. many levels i can't or, even <laughs> like he he said something about he said something about a drummer and then he said that drummer's name spelled backwards spells criminal and then it was like signed buddy rich or something like or some <laughs> something like that it was like the wrong drummer <laughs> like <laughs> and we i've i've been la literally laughing all weekend about some of the we'll just like get an idea and send it and it'll be like like he said so, oh and then the, the funniest one it's on instagram he said like it's forgive me for being crass but he was like uh, wait, I just have to find it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Not to jump off subject here, but it's had me rolling. Like all weekend, he's been sending me stuff that is like some drummer saying something about something and it wouldn't be like how long has this been going on for this this thread of messages it's just like just over the weekend. He oh. he started off by like sending me something about I can't I can't like it's hard to under it's hard to understand, but like and we just keep like the last one he sent. <laughs> so we've been saying stuff like that. That's like really crass, but then we'll sign it like the most nicest guys like yeah. Johnston or like, yeah. I don't know something. So he said, Dave, e e L I can't say his last name. Eltich rim shots sound like mice farting. Signed Dave Elich. <laughs> I'm like, he probably did say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like something Dave actually would say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've been going off on that kind of stuff. I don't know why I'm even ta talking about oh, this, but it was it. like really, f like it had me rolling all weekend, like thinking of like off the wall stuff that none of these drummers would actually say. Yeah, and then it. like quote making it like a quote like they said it it's like some of them are really bad but that one had me dying laughing like actually that's signing good. it the real guy yeah, that's, that's good clean fun right there right? yeah Quite exactly like <laughs> exactly so um okay so talk to us about your setup so you 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 have quite a, a setup for filming for recording live drums um, doing doing a bunch of recordings. You have a business where you do uh, recording drums for different artists, different bands, all that stuff. So you're constantly rolling, you know, doing stuff. Um, whether it's for your podcast, whether it's for your YouTube, whether it's yeah, for your so other business. So that's it. I, I so I got into a bit of an interesting situation how this studio sort of came about. But um, I mean, I'm sure similar to you. Since I was a kid, it was kind of like the dream to have. For me, just a, a place to practice was kind of the dream as a kid, and it kind of evolved. And then I was working with uh, with a band called The Darkness, and we parted ways in 2015. Is this the metal band that like the hair metal band? The rock band, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I played with them for like a year. We did some touring. We recorded. That's awesome. An album. It was like so much fun. They're such lovely blokes. And dude, yeah, when I first. Not to cut you off, but when I first saw the darkness like on TV, I was like, what? Like <laughs> it blew my mind with like, this is so incredibly awesome yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so authentic. Like yeah. it was, it was amazing. I didn't know you yeah, played with them. Like that's that cool. in real life. So yeah, they're, they're just like 24 seven, like what exactly what you would imagine. And just, wow. uh, yeah, just like proper rock and roll and, and so sweet. And yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm I'm such big fans of them as people generally. Um, so yeah, so we got to work together for like a year, and then it sort of transpired that it was a bit of a mismatch between 
like me and them because I I mean as you can probably tell I love playing with lots of different people and they mm. kind of were like you kind of need to commit to just the band and I was like oh but I've spent years like building up all yeah. these different people that I play with and I love that about drumming like that's one of the things that I love and it just couldn't work unfortunately so so we decided to sort of part ways and that was in May of 2015 and I thought right well no one's going to call me for the rest of this year because they think that I'm out with the darkness. So I need to just use this time to sit down and go, right, what do I want to be doing? Like, what is going to be the best scenario for me? What do I love the most about drumming? And, and to me, that was playing songs, like playing music, uh, working with loads of different artists. I'd been on the road a lot. So I just thought maybe it would be nice to have like some time at home, like maybe have a bit of a social life, which I still haven't got around to properly yet, but I will <laughs> at some point. Um, and, and I came up with this idea and I'd seen that a lot of people were doing the remote recording thing at the time, a few of my friends and stuff. And I thought that could actually work. That could be a really cool thing. Cause the other thing was, you know, if I wasn't touring, I was just, I would spiral into these bouts of like, I, I won't say depression because I wasn't properly diagnosed with it, but I, I would feel really down, feel really unmotivated, just like um, procrastination would be the first thing on my list. It, it, it just, I was in a really bad headspace. And I just thought if there was something that was mine that I could control, you know, that like I said to you before, I'm a bit of a control freak. I think we all are. Um, and I just thought if I had my own business, maybe this would be a good way of, of sort of like combating so many parts of my current situation that I don't enjoy and capitalize on the things I do enjoy. So I just thought, right, let's, let me just go all in on this and have the opportunity to build a studio and build the business. And that was four years ago now. And it's wow. honestly one of the best things I've ever done in my life for myself, for my drumming, for my career, um, for my sanity. So, uh, yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, <clears throat> and that's like, I, I, I agree with you again. Like when I, I went through the same thing with touring, um, you know, when I would come home from tour, it was like, well, now what do I do? You know, that was the number one question. It was like, yeah. I get home and go now what? And that yeah. was the most terrifying thing. And it was like, well, the phone isn't ringing. So what do I do? And, and now it's like, I can fill up my time whilst I'm on the road. I can have clients booked in for when I get home. It means I can be a little more choosy with the tours that I go on, with the artists that I work with. And, you know, I, I get to surround myself with just brilliant people most of the time because yeah. I suddenly have the opportunity to go, actually, no, I choose to do this rather than just scrabbling for whatever work I can get. And then it's sort of expanded into like you say recording the podcast uh, doing the videos in the studio and um, it's just it's sort of grown arms and legs i suppose it, it really did not start out with that kind of intention but i guess you know like we all do we just go huh i wonder if i could do that and i wonder if i tried that i wonder if that would work and you know it, it sort of has become this other thing as well as just a remote recording studio which yeah, uh, yeah i'm very lucky to have incredibly lucky <laughs> yeah it's very cool um so I, I, it's inspiring for everyone out there. That's like, you know, the way that you explain it, where it's just like, <clears throat> you know, sometimes we got to just, just go for it. You know, like yeah. we, I never thought, I always tell the story of like, I didn't know you could be a professional drummer when I was a kid, you know, or else I would have been like, that's what I want to be. And then I went yeah. to a concert. My parents took me to a concert and 
it was like a big amphitheater concert and i was just like oh my gosh like you know the feeling when the lights went out and the band starts walking on i was just yeah. like dude <gasps> this is what i need to do yeah can you i know? ask what, what concert was that out of interest and where? um it was so uh, many many people haven't heard of this artist but it was in the 90s and it was this artist named basha she's oh, like a brazilian she's so i think she's like russian or something but she plays brazilian music <laughs> so yeah i know and she's like she was huge in the 90s and so um I, it wasn't like me my dad my dad's a musician so my, my dad's a singer and we went with some of his buddies and my mom was a big fan of hers but um it was just like it wasn't like a great show it was just like it was just impactful for me where i was like this is what i want to do you know yeah yeah and um you know so but yeah it's inspiring to, that <clears throat> i never thought like i never thought we'd have a podcast i never thought you know and i I hate to be like sound like i'm not confident about it but like you know we're we 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 enjoy doing it we we didn't start it for you know a lot of reasons that people think we just we we wanted to have a platform for drummers to have a voice you know and um I feel like I had a lot to say. Obviously, I'm the one doing all the one talking, all the talking. But like, dude, at least you're interviewing people. I spend my life literally talking to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's um. So I feel like when we started this, we did not know how to do it. I did not. We had not the first clue on how to, you know, start a podcast. And so yeah. just jumping off the cliff and doing it and being like, I think we're doing this. We're doing this. Dude, and, I was exactly the same with the studio. I literally yeah. didn't even really understand the ins and outs of, you know, preamps and, you know, how Dude. miking a kit. Not a clue. What kind of mic? <laughs> no idea. And yeah. to a degree, I, I mean, I think uh, as with any instrument or anything of this nature, you're always learning, which is great. But I think if you can come into it with that attitude of, right, I'm here to learn. I don't know anything. So let's just try some stuff. I think you actually end up with a really good result because it's not yeah. about the theory of what's the best podcasting mic or whatever. You know, it's just I'm going to try this because it's what I have and I'm going to make the best of it and then go from there. And I think that's a great way of doing most things in life. To right. Be and that's how we, a lot of times that's how we play drums. You know, it's like, exactly. I'm going to go for this fill because I know yeah. I can do it, Let's but you know, <laughs> yeah, if it's not on the page or whatever, it's like, dude, like 99% of my playing is just like, yeah, I'm going for this. Yeah. And that's kind of how we feel comfortable, I guess, you know, it's like, we know what feels right we know how to make it work and like you know and even if we're reading something you know we have to make it feel right and so yeah. that's kind of how our whole process is like that you know it's where right. it's just like man this feels right i feel like i finally have a voice in my community and like i feel like i'm helping others to have a voice in their community and mm -hmm. like so man yeah, let's go guys, with it what you guys are doing is just awesome and it's so it reflects the drum community so well because the drum community is an actual community like right. i always joke but it's true drummers just love each other inherently like you meet a drummer anywhere in the world and instantly it's like there is a bond there there is a connection there for me like honestly if you're a drummer and i meet you anywhere i'll be throwing my arms around you you're gonna get a cuddle from me although not at the moment obviously because it's you know <laughs> you might get arrested yeah get arrested and stuff but you know past all this you know 
I've been literally halfway across the world and I've met another drummer and it's instantly I'm like so you know you try and like get a, a point of um like connection I'm like so, so what what symbols do you use and I'm like oh yeah. we're Zildjian family <laughs> and it's like that's it we're best friends for life as far as I'm yeah. concerned so yeah exactly I love, yeah, it. I love it um cool let's um let's transition into the wheel of death all right you guys oh down? yeah okay let's do it drum, 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 drum brigade podcast yes <laughs> don't make fun of our drops okay <laughs> oh i love it no no i'm not taking the mic i'm really enjoying this this is so cool. oh man um my podcast yeah <laughs> They won't yeah, be, be cool. Though. They'll be really lame. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel like all of ours are lame. We have some like really, we have some funny ones. Um, we have a bunch of me like being angry at something, you know, like, <laughs> like first of all, why are you asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, dude, Zach Nager ones are the just, just, just not that funky, honestly. <laughs> I just love his. So much. I just love his. You might as well, you know, we have a ponytail. <laughs> Those are my favorite, and then um, I don't know if you know who um, Jeff Endike is, but Jeff Jeff is our favorite. Like I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, there goes right my career. He's like a total New Yorker. He's just got like that extreme New Yorker. Accent. Couldn't resist there. I right, just figured about it. Right, give you guys a little bit of an extension there. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. Uh, all right, let's spin this wheel. All right. Um, this is pretty fitting. So let's change this one. So um, what is the best part of your job now? So before we had different takes on this because it was like we would always talk about live performance and yeah. the feeling of that. So what's the best part of your job now? Oh, can I have two things? In of course that you in can. Okay, yeah. great. So, okay. So in my current situation where i am cooped up in my studio i say that like it's a bad thing i love it um so in the remote recording side of things it's mm -hmm. working with people that are literally on the other side of the globe in tiny little towns or villages or cities or whatever that i know for a fact i would have never met had I not have started this business and started doing what I do and you yeah. learn about these people and their stories. I mean, there's a guy that I work with who literally flies hot air balloons. Who knows? <laughs> like that. It's so cool. And I just think, God, it, and, and check it out. They call themselves loonies. What? Like loonies. Balloon <laughs> loonies. And I just love it. And, and just knowing that has like enriched my life. Just that one person. And that's just one person. So that is what I love about remote recording for sure. Hearing people's stories, obviously music tells a story anyway. And I love just, uh, it's part of my process. When someone sends me a song, I want to hear about what this is about. I want to try, yeah. try and connect with what they're going through, what they've gone through. And, you know, you just, honestly, it just, it's incredible. The people that exist on this planet are incredible and what they've been through and what they're going through. Um, yeah. So that I love because I just love people's stories. I'm fascinated by people always have been. Um, so I love that. That's really good. That's very <laughs> That's cool. One. That's, cool. <laughs> That's the first one. And then the second one, I guess it's a similar thing. Um, but, through the a drummer's guide too and stuff like that it's again connecting with people when 
we've already spoken, touched upon this, but when they come back to me and just say, thank you, like that really resonated with me or that's really helped me, that piece of advice, what you've been through, I'm going through the same thing and I'm so glad that I know that it can work because you've done it or, you know, and I, I did this one very specific video, which was, I mean, it, I, I went back and forth so much about whether to uh, release this because it's such a delicate subject. And that was the subject of feeling down or like dealing with some form of depression or whatever, which I know that a lot of creative people do go through. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's just part of the thing, but I struggled with that sort of stuff a lot for many years. And I just, I made this video and probably for about two months, I was like, I can't put this out. You know, I am not a medical professional. I, you know, I, what if I say something that is misconstrued? What if I offend people because I'm, I'm saying it in the wrong way? You know, all these things were going through my head and I was like, you know, what? I just need to put it out there because I'm feeling this way. I know that other people do and I'm saying it in my way and I tried to do it in, in a very delicate way, but a very honest way. And there was someone that came up to me that I've known. It's a drum called Jerry Brown uh, from, from the UK, not the American Jerry Brown, the English Jerry Brown. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, he came up to you. I've known him since I was 13 and I hadn't seen him for about, I don't know, four or five years. And he just came up to me, as Ildren do actually, and he just came and put his arms around me and he just went, thank you so much for talking about that. I know it That's was hard, cool. but it was just everything. So, and honestly, even thinking about it now makes me a little bit emotional. Oh, that's so but cool. it's just like that connection with someone when I was so scared to talk about it, but he literally was like, but that's why you need to talk about it because right. everyone's feeling like that. And, but they think that they're alone, but nobody is because everybody goes through these feelings. So yeah, it's moments like that that really affect me and, and just make me go, yeah, all right, I need to do another video, another video, another video. And it, and it keeps me going. I'm just, I'm doing it for other people. I want, I'm just desperate to help people yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> that's so great, man. So commendable too. It's like, yeah, it's really great. I'm just um, trying. <laughs> that's yeah. doing, literally. <laughs> Funky Phil, what do you got? Oh man. Best part of my job now. Yeah. What is my job now? What's <laughs> 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 a job. <laughs> I mean, like, I really like through the podcast getting to meet wonderful humans all over the world. Um, yeah, but I also the, my current situation. I like that I don't have to spend any time in the car, and yeah, that's good. I get to wear my slippers all day. <laughs> that's great. That makes me so happy. Are you wearing them now? I am right now. Yep. <laughs> but we got to see them. Camera. camera. I've got my socks on. Yeah, that's nice. And my trackies. <laughs> yes. I like that you call them trackies. Oh yeah, tracky bums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see those slippers, Funky Phil. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty see. ragged. Here, I'll, I'll just. It's pretty. They're pretty. Um. They're, they're like straight. <laughs> that up. is not what I expected. They're like old man slippers. Those are so dad slippers. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not leather. I thought slippers when oh. you said they're a bit like rough. I'd expect all like frayed cotton and. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're um. They're not real leather. It's uh. They're pretty cheap. I thought they, I, I thought you were talking about like flip flops, dude. Like that you wear to the beach. No slippers, man. <laughs> I wear I wear my house slippers too, and and but I'm at you know I'm wearing my regular shoes right now. But like, yeah, oh, you're you're the best dressed out of me. That's for sure. 
I just I'm it's actually slippers. <laughs> um, it's it's actually raining here in California right now, so I'm I'm all like kind of bundled up with a sweater and a jacket. Oh, when I came you know, in, it's so. sunny in the UK at the moment. It's really. Like, yeah, it's the the biggest middle finger to everyone that lives here because we never get sun. And yeah, that's what so everybody goes out. Weeks. Yeah, it's bonkers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, so the best part of my job right now, um, so I whenever I'm teaching students like little kids in person, we have this thing when they do something like really good, I give them stick five. So I just like we just smack sticks. And for some reason, they love that. Well, we can't stick five anymore. So I have my SPDS, like, electronic thing set up. And on there, I have the, beep, 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 like, that bell. So yeah. n- now I, like, tell them, okay, so we can't stick five. So when you do something great, I have the awesome sauce bell. And <laughs> that's what we call it. And, like, so I have a bunch of different effects, like a big explosion. And, like, so it's, like, if you do something that's pretty good, you get the awesome sauce bell. But then if you're, like, blowing my mind, we have, like, laser sounds and and then, like, a big explosion at the end. I have this, like, seven-year-old, a couple, like, seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old kids that cannot get enough of the awesome <laughs> sauce bell. <laughs> I'm not being it's, funny. I kind of feel the same way. Like, yeah. I, that in my life yeah (laughs) you do that that's incredible i don't know why it's so effective but like the reaction that they give they're like oh like just so pumped when it happens um and i like have to be careful to not overdo it because i have to have like maybe a like an okay bell i'm gonna make a whole nother like like kit for like just for lessons and have like a like a you messed like a fail thing like or something you're gonna give these guys like total like mental (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but like you suck or something no just (laughs) but um yeah that that's been really cool and then um we just we read an email at the beginning of the show that was like that's probably that's like what's making our lives a lot better right now because we we i was on a tangent a couple weeks ago about like nobody listens to our show. Why are we even doing it? Like all this stuff. And I was like super negative and dark. And then like some of our listeners have reached out and been like, yo, like it, it was, it was like a few more than the dude that sent us an email, but a dude took the time out of his day, sent an email to us. And it was just like, thank you guys. I listened. He like said some of our like lines that we, we, some of the inside jokes that we have on the show. And so that's, that's, I think that's, what's making me like, keep it going, you know, like, um, no, I understand that because, yeah. in all honesty, when so my podcast, I had done a first version of it, uh, maybe oh, I don't know a year and a bit ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I stopped doing it because of exactly what you're saying. I, I yeah. kind of because podcasts are weird, aren't they? You don't really get that feedback. It's kind of unless someone takes the time out of their day, which people occasionally do, but you know, it's those sorts of emails that just make you go, "Oh, okay, this is." Like, I don't know, someone's enjoying this. So anyone that's listening to this right now, send these guys loads of emails <laughs> to say how much you love it and leave lots of reviews, five-star reviews, <laughs> and I want lots of sharing and all the good stuff, please, because they are awesome and what they're doing is brilliant. So Thank please. you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And you as well. You as well. No, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you guys, not me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to spin this wheel again. All right. 
as far as drummers go, who's hot right now? Who's on your radar? Like who is like, oh man, this is like, I'm into this person or I've been watching more of their videos more than anybody else's or whatever, whatever. Oh, do you know what? I'll be completely, completely honest with you guys. I try and limit what I watch online because of what we were talking about, that kind yeah. of looking left and right, because I'm trying to keep focused. And I, I used to get so affected mm-hmm. by watching other drummers. I would be inspired initially. I'd be like, my God, this is amazing. And then I'd just go, but I could never do it. Right. So it just, you know, I'm trying to keep sane. Um, and also I feel like, I'm maybe 70 years old because all the drummers that I love are like from the 60s and the 70s. Oh, like, there's nothing Levon wrong Tom with that. Is like my hero. So like, yeah, Levon, I'm all about Levon. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I recently, I mean, I'm just so, I'm so behind the curve. Like I can't even explain to you. Yeah. Um, I'd say I still really enjoy uh, Aaron Sterling stuff. Like he makes me happy. Just what he plays. Just I don't know. I just I love it. I think That's it's really cool. lovely. Um, Carter Mac, I think, is brilliant. Uh, who else? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm I'm just feel like an old person. I'm so not with it at all. I think that I don't cool. know who all these new people are. I'm turning yeah. into an old lady. That's what's happening. <laughs> do you do you pull inspiration from anything else like besides drums? Like maybe other arts or um, anything like that? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just generally like art and films i mean i love film um cooking i know that sounds silly but i know that um phil you were saying you hate driving i love driving my like some of my best ideas and stuff like that come from me just going on a long drive or just traveling generally if i if i'm in motion ideas just come to me like i'll go for very long walks to the point that i sort of like have blisters and all oh sorts my of goodness rubbish. oh it's so silly i just i get into these head spaces where i'm like right i feel like i need to be inspired i'm gonna go for a seven hour walk in really <laughs> uncomfortable shoes and end up with blisters so i can't walk <laughs> the following week it's ridiculous my husband is literally like you are crazy like what are you doing but it's fine i'm fine but i've got loads of great ideas so it's fine <laughs> seven oh, hours I, i'm an idiot honestly <laughs> I, that's cool no, that's great whatever it takes you know um yeah. funky phil yeah oh well i still i can't get enough of zach danziger um, yeah he's that all that at video stuff and with the the with the wrestling guys and stuff is so funny the <laughs> the wednesday, wednesday night titans i think it's called that that group just gets me um him and uh ash zone i've been really digging him a lot so ash was the drummer on the voice kids before i joined he oh, were the cool. he were the shoes that i was going to fill oh i know <laughs> I, it was stress beyond belief but i love ash he's a good friend of mine and he is a sweetheart so i'm with you with ash yeah. he's awesome yes he so rad <laughs> put in a good word so he'll come on the show and oh my and, god absolutely yeah, yeah no <laughs> that'd be cool send him an email um for me um you know i'm i'm kind of i have the same like mentality that you have where i don't i'm rolling my eyes most of the time at like drummers on instagram and it's not because they can't play it's that it's so over the top now that i'm just like dude this is like unattainable and Mm -hmm. i get it you're good i get it but you do not need to rub my face in it just stop (laughs) you're taking it really personally like yeah (laughs) 
So for the most part, there are a few out there that I'm like, okay, that groove just felt great. And I love it. And like, or whatever you're doing is just feeling like amazing. Um, But I will say somebody who is like on my radar where I just cannot get enough of what she's doing is Naima Acuna. I don't know if you guys know her. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen a couple. I need to dive deeper into that. Yeah. So she's for me, she's very, she gets, she gets a little where I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I just want to play like that. And like, I'm like, I'm, I'm never, I'm not even that kind of drummer. Like she's a hardcore jazz drummer, you know? And, um, but I'm like, gosh, like what, how could I, how, like, how do you do that? So I feel the same way about, uh, Brian Blade. I like, I don't want to play the kind of music that he plays, but I just want to be him. I think he's just one of the most (laughs) delectable, gorgeous players that exist. It's just so I totally get it. I totally get it. And so whenever I'm like, especially when I'm playing jazz, like oh, what yeah. is in my brain is like basically what Naima is playing. And I always feel like that's what I want to sound like when I play jazz. And it is so far, it's like opposite ends of the freaking universe, you yeah. know, like, and, and so that's why it's frustrating for me to play that style of music. Um, because I want to play that, but that's not what comes out, you know? And so she does it so well. She looks so cool and she plays it too. And she's, dude, that girl is fire, man. She's like these like female drummers these days, you included, like we've had a bunch, we've had, um, Caitlin Kalfas on, um, she's, I don't know if you know her, but she's, um, personally, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a bunch of different, these great. It's like so cool. And I love that. It like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like, it just, our community is vast and it doesn't matter what you are, who you are, how you do it. We're all a bit very weird cool. here and yeah. we all love each other. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she's on my radar and um, there was another, I can't remember. I can't remember oh, who well, it was. Mabry, but... That's another one that I keep coming back to as well. Is that his name? Mabry? Mal- Mal- Mabry? Paul Mabry? Do I you know, know him? Groove guy? Amazing. All his videos are in black and white. Instagram guy is wicked. Nice. Oh groove is sick yeah <laughs> i love it um okay let's do a couple like one or two more okay. if you if you have time yeah. okay. this is a simple one before wait wait before you ask this you know that, da, 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 is yeah. that from mario uh maybe i don't know oh, we right, just okay. got like a sound effect oh okay i love but... it it's just <laughs> me back to being a kid and i'm like ah. <laughs> yeah i'm to be honest whenever we spin the wheel of death i'm like i hope they're not thinking we're like we've you know some of the drummers take themselves so serious and i'm oh, like i hope they don't think that we're like this is so dumb and I'm like we did it kind of on purpose and i'm like always kind of embarrassed i love this this is this is a what i need right now i love yeah. it and b i think it's what everyone listening needs right now like it's cool. only music it's only drums nobody's gonna yeah. die let's have some fun Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, this question is cake or pie? Oh, well, <laughs> see, pie's a different thing over here. Oh, yeah. So, huh? Yeah, so I, so because you guys have like sweet potato pie and weird things. Yeah, like, like pumpkin pie or like apple pie. Oh, okay, yeah, we have apple pie, I suppose, but then we have things like steak and kidney pie, which I don't think. What you, the heck? Yeah, see. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of like um, steak and kidneys? Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
wonderful. Or okay. It's like a chicken pie, like a chicken like pie. a chicken pot pie is what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, which by the way, I made for the first time the other day, what? and I was really happy with the results. It was wow, really nice. Ooh, very um, cool. Are we talking savory pies and sweet cakes or sweet pies? And so yes, and then your cakes are different too. Um, I think they're the same. Give me some okay. of your sort of okay. Cakes. So like like chocolate cake yeah. or like yeah, same sort of thing. Yeah, okay, chocolate. Yeah. Cake. A good, a nice Victoria sponge. Oh, do you have lemon drizzle cake over there? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh, I love a lemon drizzle cake. Absolutely. <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm a sweet tooth girl, so it's it's got to be uh, it's got to be cakes because pies are savoury sort of things over here. So okay. yeah, I'll, I'll go with cakes. Lemon drizzle, if you've got to you know pinpoint me on a specific one because I love yeah. a bit of lemon. What about you guys? What do you got, Phil? I'll go next. Um... Full force on team pie. Really? Yes. Team- I like the variety. I like that there's savory ones, like, uh, you know, a- like what you're talking about, shepherd's pie. And- Ew. I like oh, that. No, shepherd's pie is gross. It's not a pie. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's called pie. pie. That's a casserole. It's shepherd's pie. It's only casserole. <laughs> <laughs> shepherd's pie and cottage pie are a whole thing unto themselves. <laughs> Either way, it still remains. There's, there's savory pies. Like, yeah, and, and sweet pies, and I just think there's way more variety, and I'm I, I'm on team pie. I like All cake right. too, but I just pie is where it's at for me. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of changing my mind. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, Phil. You're kind of making a really good case there. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I I do like pie, but if I have a choice of like a good a good cake, like if there's a cake and there's like an apple pie. Next to me, I'm going for the cake, like a ch- chocolate cake or something. Chocolate on chocolate cake, maybe. Nope. <laughs> um, like, can we just not have all the pies and all the cakes? Because these gosh, are making me just... really hungry. Yeah, it's <laughs> making me hungry now. Like, um, yeah, dude. I don't. I, it's hard decision because there is times like we have a place out here that's close to here. Um, that is, um, it's called Julian. And um, it's like it's probably like an hour away from us, and they have they specialize in October. They specialize in apple pie, and then they put melted cheddar cheese on the apple pie. No, no, <laughs> so good. No. This, is, this is an no. ongoing problem with people in England. I have no. some friends out there, and they're like, "What is wrong with you Americans? Yeah, like what is wrong with you? <laughs> they're like, you eat breakfast, and you have like pancakes oh, yeah. and eggs and sausage on the same plate, and you oh, pour chicken. syrup." Yeah, and then chicken. Just a bit of fried chicken on your breakfast. No, but chicken and waffles is not like breakfast. That's like Dude, that's like a dinner it's thing. On a breakfast menu. I've seen it. I've had it because I was so confused. I had tried, I Dude. was like twice, I must say. But that's not the point. It's that's just bonkers. It's Dude, bonkers. this this one of my friends is like, what are you talking about with this breakfast? Like your eggs and your pancakes are on the same plate, and the the the, the um syrup is touching the eggs. Like, what are you? That's disgusting. Yeah. Bacon and syrup. What is that? Yeah, my 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 <laughs> like. I had a friend that would cook the like the um sausages in syrup, like pour syrup oh. all over it and cook oh, it like, it with makes it. Me feel <laughs> it's so yeah, the cheddar cheese like. Oh. There's a sign that says out there in Julian, um, 
A pie without the cheese is like a hug without the squeeze. You got to try it. It's so good. <laughs> it's becoming more and more offensive. Every time <laughs> about this apple pie and cheese. I, I mean, all, apple pie and cheese is just not a thing. And then don't bring hugs into this because hugs are my thing. And don't try and associate the two. These are two separate things. It is not right. I mean, I've never had it, but it sounds that sounds gross to me, too. Not even <laughs> Phil. You gotta try it like a sharp cheddar on no, melted. No, Phil has spoken. Phil <laughs> has spoken, and he's the silent, deadly fella. And he has spoken. So I believe you, Phil. It's gross. I'm with you. Yeah, gross. And See, by the now... way, changing my cake and pie answer. I choose pie. I'm with Phil all the time. Right. Yeah. You guys can have it. I'll take all the cake I can handle. Team pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Last one. Here we go. All right, this is cool. Um, what's the coolest drum product you've seen in a long time? I can tell you a bunch of like a bunch of dumb products I've seen, but I don't know. Telling you about a good product is hard. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So the, I mean, I mean, there. Oh, I always feel so like, like I say, behind the curve. Like I feel like an old, I'm yeah. always like five years behind what everyone's already using. So mm. things like um, what they called the the uh, fat fat drum snare fat big, oh, fat, big snare, fat snare drum big yeah. fat snare drum things like that um i bought a tune bot actually recently which i was totally against for a long time and i was like i should be a drummer i should be able to just tune and, and i've never been great at tuning i can kind of tune but uh i bought one of them to try out and do you know what i was impressed and i do use it occasionally and it's quite a nice little tool to have around nice. um, oh i know the best things that i bought which are drum related but they're not um, in fact, oh, crying out loud. Here, give me one sec. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to, like, you know, tear my studio apart. <laughs> okay. I love this. <laughs> oh, I've just realised, of course, this is on video, so no one's going to actually know what I'm talking about. But you guys can see. So you see yeah. me? Yeah. They're window gel stickers that I got from uh, Japan. And nice. they're like moon gel, but they're like a tenth of the price. And you get them oh, in yeah. fun shapes. So these are I've heart heard about shapes. this. Yes. And they're hearts. They're like little hearts for your drums. It's way better. Way better. The only <laughs> thing is they sometimes stain your drums, but that's fine. That's uh, it's all yeah, good. That's cool. Yeah, I've got these and I've got like star ones and I have like shamrock ones. I mean, <laughs> honestly, just bring a bit of light to your life and a bit of dampening and happy yeah. Do you guys have um, those sticky hand things out there, like where you put it on your finger and then you like you can like whip your brother or sister and like it's it's the same it's basically the same material as a moon gel, but you put oh. one on your finger and then you like whip it and then it like extends and sticks to something and grabs it for you. I, I don't think we do. <laughs> that's, called, that's, what that's what they're called, right, Phil? Sticky hands? Yeah, yeah. I think something like that. A little slappy you get hands. Them, you get them out of like a little vending machine or something. They're for little oh. kids, but they're like 25 cents out here. And you just like, you can like use those as moon gels or dampers or whatever. So much better. And yeah. And it's like, you have like a hand stuck on your, your drum or whatever. <laughs> but, I love yeah. it. It's just, do you know what? I'm all about little things that just make me happy throughout the day. Like for instance, on my desk right now, I have a calendar with this little character called Gudetama. 
who is okay. basically a depressed egg. Again, another <laughs> Japanese character. <laughs> and I just love him. Every time I look at his sad little face, it just brings me joy because it's just so silly. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Yeah. Dude, so, I've been I've been trying to get my wife to do like I want me and my wife to do a podcast from the perspective of our cats. <laughs> called the advent the adventures of max and miko and it's for little kids oh. and like because we have these these things like like we we're always saying the voices of our of our cats like hey dad how's it going you know like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like i think there already is a kids podcast of of i think it's a cat and a dog or something like that that are friends and it's their adventures but my wife loves to write i'm like babe we should make a podcast from the perspective of our cats and like how they just want to go outside and like the us humans are like always telling them what to do and like we're their humans and we're their pets we're not like they're not our pets you know that's like what my cats think I would <laughs> that every week like religiously <laughs> i think we need to do it <laughs> yeah we need to do like 15 minute episodes of like of like their adventures of how they're trying to get out of the house or a lizard that comes in the house and like <laughs> Yeah. No, whatever. Oh, no, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it would be funny. So yeah, <laughs> I, we should we should do that. Um, all right. So F- Funky Phil, what do you got? Oh, okay. Well, right now for me, the uh, these like I've got some right here. These low volume things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they good. I keep looking these at them. And the super pads combined from Aquarian, yeah. That's oh, game changer. Game changer. Like I can play full bore. I can play my drums as hard as I can, like right next to my one year old, and and he's just like jazzed, <laughs> Not, <laughs> and his ears that. aren't getting damaged. <laughs> yeah, those are those are great. That's a great setup to have. I have to use yeah. that sometimes in here because there's like we're in a business park, so especially all this. No, go ahead. Sorry, especially the symbols because I remember like when I was younger. They didn't have those. They, the best you could do with the symbols were those like neoprene rubber cutouts. Oh, yes. That just they made your symbol sound terrible. Yeah, and the feel was all off, and it's just yeah. So that like the symbols is a game changer. I feel like yeah, yeah. So um, for me, uh, the coolest drum product. Um, I so here I'm gonna grab it. Hold on. Yeah. I'm loving this, like, show-and-tell on a podcast. It's so funny. I love it. Oh, oh, boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go. Okay. Uh, Big Fat Snare Drum Revolution. They sponsor our show. They did um, um, a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum. This is called the Butter Cake. I don't know and what it's that like, is. It's like it. suede. It's like suede. Um, like, it's the same thing as Big Fat Snare Drum. It just goes on your snare, but it's suede, and it completely turns your snare... You can have like the poppiest, like Stan Bicknell sounding snare drum, and you throw that on, and it's like it sounds like you're playing like a rock ballad, like thunk, like really like. That's my it's so sound. cool. Yeah, it's the Bye. coolest thing, especially when it's mic'd up. It just sounds. It completely changes the sound of your drum. I need to get um, hold of them. What is it called again? Say it's again. called um. It's on um, Revolution Drum. So revodrum.com. Use the code Drum Brigade fifteen. Okay, and it's yeah. Sorry, and then you get fifteen percent off. (laughs) And it's called the butter cake. The butter cake. 
Yeah. Amazing. Here we're just coming back to cakes and stuff. I know. <laughs> it sounds so amazing on your drums. It sounds so amazing. It's like oh. they just they completely they it substantially lowers the volume of your snare drum, but if it's mic'd up, it just sounds like the ultimate rock ballad sound in snare. It's cool. Yeah. I think I'm, that's my favorite thing right now. Oh, wicked. No, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. So um, okay, so like, hold on, let me get this going, Phil. There we go. Okay. Um, so I want to refresh everybody on your um, email or your um, website. So to hire you to play drums on an album or for an artist, it's emilydrums.com. Yes, sir. Right? Your podcast is a drummer's guide to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. And then... Yeah, and then your regular website with information about you, your bio, and your discography, and all that stuff is. Um, remind me again. <laughs> EmilyDolanDavis.com. I was waiting for like the, the pause, but EmilyDolanDavis.com. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, and if people want to like find you on all that stuff, all they have to do is just um, go to those websites. Or yeah, em, at Emily Drums. Yeah, yeah, at Emily Drums on most things. So, yeah, just come and send me a message. Also, if you want to email me, like, feel free, Emily at emilydolandavis.com. Nice. Yeah, just like That's me. very cool. Oh, I um, say that. I can't spell my name, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's spelled how you think it's spelled. So, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. This was so much fun. And, yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. I honestly, it's been such a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Cool. You guys, are so much fun, and I love <laughs> doing, like, the drum community. So, thank you for having me. Of course, likewise, likewise. And um, so we we leave our we always tell everybody we leave our show open ended. So whenever you want to come on again, or if there's something you want to promote or anything like that, please hit us up, and um, we'd love to have you on anytime. Absolutely. So. I will be back. I'm taking that as an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Go listen to everything. Go watch everything that Emily is doing. It's really cool. You will not be let down. And um, thank you again, Emily, for coming on. This was, this was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Oh, boy. Dude. What an incredible, like, just... Solid I, human. I just knew... I already knew that was going to be a good one just because she's so, like, infectious, you know? Like, you just want to listen to her. When she's, when she's doing her videos and stuff, she just has the vibe of, like... I don't know. It's not like... It's just what it should be. It's like what drummers should be. It's very encouraging and very, like, cool. And so that was just... That's how it was. It was just like we'd known her for ever and we we're just hanging out and chatting and laughing and what a great interview that was so cool thank you so much emily for coming on all the way from london just chilling out Woo. yeah this is a worldwide thing phil we're just we're worldwide. just having drummers on from all over mm -hmm. um that was so cool man that was i'm just like jazzed phil i'm just jazzed me too <laughs> i'm gonna go put on um, some count basie yeah I'm so jazzed over here. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Um, so, anyways, uh, I can't. I I can't wait for people to hear this. This is like, yeah. I mean, I 
I can't say that enough. I, I always get so excited when we have a, a like dope um, interview. Which is like, like, like every dope. single week. That's like every single week. I can't deny that. But in particular, I just like it when we connect with people, when we have like, we have fun with just hanging out and we're not like stuck with, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I'm really pumped on that. That was cool. That was, was, that was really well done. Yeah. And it's, I think, yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. That was dope. That was like dope. Mm hmm. Um, let's get back to what we were, um, talking about, like what we were doing this week and our catch up and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. I had kind of a good week and I don't really have much of a soapbox. So <laughs> what? Just kidding. Ah! I ain't trying to hear that right now. Um, it's not much of a soapbox. I'll be honest, but, um, so dude, we've been on quarantine. You couldn't we've get been toilet at home. paper, right? Is that? No, about? toilet paper's been fine, dude. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Yeah, we um we have enough. We're not panicking, you know, and even if we're panicking, we're doing the waffle stomp, you know what I mean? You know what the waffle <laughs> stomp no, is? No, tell me what this is. <laughs> it's when you poop in the shower and then you like shove it down the drain with your toes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't. Do you really do that? <laughs> no. What are you talking stomp. about? I would never. That Just is kidding. so nasty. <laughs> dude, the waffle stomp, Phil. You I mean, gotta I try could, it. I could understand, like, doing your business on the toilet and then, like, cleaning yourself off in the shower. <laughs> but, like, straight up in your shower, just dropping one and then smashing it down the hole with your feet, getting in between your toes. That's so gross. Oh, that's disgusting. Waffle stomp. That's, like, clearly something. <laughs> that's something that you've done, huh? I don't believe you. <laughs> I you know, it may or may not be true. No, I've never done that. It's disgusting. But it is the name of my new band, dude. Waffle Stomp, <laughs> Waffle Stomp dude. <laughs> okay. Oh it, it might come to that, Phil. I have oh. never done that, and I don't want to do that. I'm very, very weird about showers, dude. Like, oh, This is supposed to be a soapbox. What am I talking about right now? Sorry, it's my fault. <laughs> okay. We've been on quarantine. Um, and so that means like my whole house has been on quarantine and we've been like with the infamous neighbor. Oh man. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. How's that yeah. going? I bet that guy's going bananas. <laughs> he's okay. Believe it or not. He's been actually like the coolest he's been for a long, long time. So we've, I feel like it's both we we're both kind of making it known that we're both trying here. So we both kind of been staying out of each other's way and we both been kind of like if there's dishes left in the in the dish rack, it's cool. We'll just put our dishes away or we'll just share the dish rack, you know? We're not trying to like like be the the freaking general of the kitchen or whatever, you know, the the freaking sheriff of the kitchen. At least I hope we're not. But this is what gets me a few weeks ago. This dude, this dude is super presumptuous. Okay. I'm using big boy words. Mm. <laughs> um, he, so he'll do things and then it's like his little way of having control over you. So I got to tell a few different scenarios. 
I may have told this one before, but one time when there was other dudes that were sharing the kitchen, he bought, he went to Costco and bought like a 20 pack of sponges and then put them on the table and then wrote a note. I bought, I bought sponges for everyone. Go ahead and take what you need. Leave the money in this basket here. So none of us, and oh no, 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 no. It was a step further than that. He said, I bought sponges for everyone in the kitchen. If we split it equally, it ends up being this amount each. Go ahead and leave the money in here. That is definitely presumptuous. Yes. (laughs) And so I erased the amount that was on the board and I said, nah, we're good. And then (laughs) left it at that. And then another guy didn't even respond. He's like, I'm not going to pay for any of that. And I'm like, and I'm not going to use your stupid sponges. Get out of here with that. Stop being presumptuous. <laughs> okay. And so that it's that kind of stuff where he wants to be controlling. So if you leave your sponge out, then he can be like, I'm the one who bought these. So I want you to put your sponges away. And I'm like, you need to back off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's done that before with some other, it's just, he's done that. He does that all the time. Well, he did that again over like, like a few weeks ago. He's kind of, we've broke down the barrier to where we're at least cordial and saying hello and being a little friendly. And then my wife has, he really doesn't like my wife, but she's broken down the barrier and my wife is like the sweetest ever, but she'll let you know when you're out of line, you know? And, um, so she just is no nonsense whatsoever. And uh, so he doesn't like that because, first of all, he already has a disrespectful thing about women. We've heard him like he was just I don't want to tell all his business, but he's just like, oh, he's just like that. You got to you got to think. Okay, long story short, he sees the pan that we're using and it's like the the non slip type of thing that's kind of wearing out. So he goes to my wife and goes, hey, um, I noticed that you guys are using that pan. And every time I see you using it, I cringe because I don't want you guys to get cancer because this stuff is very like, it can give you cancer if it starts wearing out like that. You should probably get a new pan. And so my wife's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out to me. So he's like, you know, I have a lot of extra because homeboy goes to freaking Costco every day and buys stuff. He's one guy, dude. He has like 15 different pots and pans. 15 pots, 15 pans. He bought okay? all the toilet paper. He probably did. Yeah, Damn I it. saw him with a giant, like giant thing of paper towels from Costco. <laughs> giant, dude. Giant. <laughs> like, I'm like, I didn't even know it was possible to get that. How did you fit that in your car? Oh, that's funny. Okay, so he goes, you know, I have this extra pan right here that I'm not using. You know, I, I'll probably never use it. He's like, you guys can use this one. And then my wife's like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, that's nice. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, and you can just give me a couple bucks for it. <laughs> and I'm like, there's the presumptuousness again. Yeah. And so my wife, I come home and I see the pan in the trash and I'm like, what is the pan doing in the trash? She's like, well, you know, the neighbor said that he it causes cancer. And I figured that, yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think about that. Like, let's stop using it. And so he said, he's like, I, she said, when he said that, she goes, well, let me talk to my husband and get back to you. And then he's like, well, you just, just give me whatever you think. And she's like, I'll talk to my husband and get back to you. And so I come home. She's like, he offered us this pan and he was like, yeah, just give me whatever you think. And I'm like, nope, 
<laughs> like immediately I'm like, nope, nope. And she said, I knew you would say that. And I said, no, I'd rather go buy my own. And I'm like, I don't need anything from him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I think it was just a nice gesture. And I said, if it was a nice gesture, he would say, here, I'm not using this. Go ahead and have it. You know, and I'm, I don't want to expect anything for free, but that's what normal people do. Hey, I'm not using this. You can have it. Yeah. And it's then it, 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 it lets you be like, let me give you some bucks for it or whatever. Yes, exactly. That's, that's like a normal interaction in that scenario. <laughs> We're talking about a dude who has like a plethora of everything. Yeah. And it's like for no reason. He, dude, I see what he uses. He uses a pressure cooker on the stove. He uses like one other iron skillet and that's it. He has tons and tons of stuff stacking up. He's a freaking hoarder, dude. <laughs> and so you're going to be like, just give me some money for it. And I'm like, no, because one, I don't want to give you any money. That's presumptuous. You know, here, take it. You can have it. Oh, well, now I want money. Two, that's another one of your control freak tech techniques, dude. You gave me the thing. Now, when it's in the, the sink and it isn't being washed, you're like, well, I gave it to you. It's another control factor. I'm not having that. No. So I'm like, we'll go to Ross or we'll go to the store and we'll buy our own. We don't need it from it. We don't need anything. I don't want to take anything from that guy. I don't want it. My wife's like, okay. And I'm like, we have extra pots and pans. We don't need We don't need anything from this guy. No offense to him. I appreciate the gesture. I appreciate the concern. But are you really, really concerned about us getting cancer? Are you really concerned about us getting cancer from a pan? I don't think so. I think you're more concerned with, I don't know, the guy that does, being the guy that, that has a good, did a good gesture, a good deed, and a guy that just wants something out of it. That erases everything for me. Once you're like, give me some money for it, I'm like, it's not a good a good deed or a good gesture, being neighborly. That's you devising a controlling plan. I'm not into that. Yeah. That's my soapbox. I ain't trying to hear that right now. See, I wasn't that bad. No. <laughs> Just was... irritating. Yeah. And if it was anybody else, dude, it was like, it would be like, oh, all right, man. Well, like, what do you want for it? Like you said, you know, or can I give you a few bucks? I just, the track record that this fool is based on erases that for me. Beat it. Yeah. You don't need your stupid pan, dude. Just stack it up in your collection and don't worry about it. <laughs> dude, don't worry about it. Um, so, anyways, did you do anything cool this week? Like, any, um, anything? <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing crazy. Just, you know, taught, taught lessons and, uh. I I had all my drums out yesterday trying to get a, a video together for to advertise online lessons. Yeah. That um I'll be shooting your way hopefully hopefully today. Yeah. And, I'm um, hoping I can get mine done up done today oh, too. That felt good to get out my, my vessel drums and uh Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> felt nice. Um, it was good to play those. It was funny because Milo when he saw them, his, his like head exploded. He's like, oh, "Really? Oh my god! Look, I haven't <laughs> seen these drums yet." Because he's like, a, he loves the drums. He always wants to play with them. Oh, that's so cool. he immediately came over and wanted to tap on stuff, and I, I let him sit on the seat and give him some sticks. And he's just—he's definitely going to be a drummer, Phil. Definitely. I, I think I think he's got the bug. He just like gets the biggest smile. <laughs> he's so got cute. like the little attitude too. He's got a little—he's a little firecracker where he's gonna—he's oh gonna be gosh. a drummer. He, yeah, he's such a little troublemaker at 
<laughs> Usually, like at night, sometimes he just goes in this full destructo mode where he's just anything he can get his hands on, he picks up and he throws anything. <laughs> just walking around the house, grabbing stuff, throwing it as far as he can, throws stuff like at people. Like, oh my gosh! Like if and, and like if we're eating eating dinner, he'll like have uh, if there's something on his on his you know, food table that he doesn't want, he has to throw it. And if, oh you try to, if you try to block him or just get him to give it to you, he like moves and he's like, uh-uh, I have to throw it. And, and he, <laughs> he has to, he just throws it somewhere else in the house where you can't, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I love he's, that. he's a little pistol. Dude, see, if I ever had a kid, that's what I want. I want him to be like that. Because I'd be laughing the whole time. My wife would be all upset and like yelling or whatever, and I would be just hysterical laughing. Like, it's it's yeah. funny. It's funny sometimes, you know. As you could imagine, dealing with it nonstop, you, it definitely yeah. Sometimes isn't funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh man. Um. So yesterday I did the virtual SoCal drum show. Um. Oh yeah. That'd yeah, we had interview. we had our fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah um that was fun it was like it was better than i thought i was fully expecting it to be like uh, you know and i don't i don't maybe maybe i mean a little bit of like uh, what's what's the word i'm looking for i don't mean to be mean but i was expecting it to be a full-on drum flip production <laughs> and it kind of was <laughs> and, and like i i don't i, I mean look we have our way of doing things and drum flip has their way of doing things. And we're in the same city. That's why I bring this up We're we're right down the street from each other. And, um, it's not always the way that we would do it. That's what I'm, that's what I mean by that. So I don't mean that the way that Ed does stuff is wrong or the way that their branding looks or whatever is wrong. It's their thing. And so a lot of times we get invited to participate and I'm like, um, you know, this one would work for us, but like, you know, I, I'm really trying, I try to be strategic on what we do as far as how we promote drum brigade and what, what, um, like platforms we take advantage of. And so, or what things we participate in, you know, like, and what things we don't. I'm like really particular on how the brand is presented. I try to treat drum brigade as a brand, you know, not just like a lot of these other companies are just like any promotion is good promotion. And I'm kind of not like that. So, um, so I, that's why I don't know, like a lot of things like we've, we've done, we've done pretty much everything drum flip has done. You know, we've done like the drum flip swap meet we've done there. They did like, um, a small, san diego based like kind of nam show thing in store we we paid for a booth for that we did the socal drum show two years ago or last year or the year before and um and then this year everybody was we we're kind of 50 50 on should we do it i mean we could promote the show we could promote other stuff but i was like ah it's just it was really good for us last year or the year before whenever we did it but yeah it was fun it was fun but I'm like, we're, we're kind of not these guys. Like <laughs> there's a bunch of like used swap meet kind of drum set guys. They're selling used kits and just the most obnoxious people I've ever met on earth, you know, playing as loud as you can possibly play 
and doing stuff like that, which is not our thing. And so we were doing a live podcast and trying to be funny and trying to do whatever we do. And it was cool. It was cool. You know, but I was like, do we need to do that again? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I felt like we had a super dope booth. Um, we spent, I spent a little bit of money on to make it that dope. And, um, I felt like it was good for us. We got a lot of that helped us get a lot of list, a lot more listeners and a lot more people signed up. We did a bunch of giveaways and it was good, but I was like, do we need to do it again? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So this year I was like, yeah, I don't, they asked me if we wanted to do it. And I was like, no, I think we're good this year. And then I started thinking, maybe we should, man, we need to, we need more promotion. Maybe we should. But then Ed asked me if I could do this virtual thing. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. But I didn't know what it was. And then, yeah, then it was just like, it was just an interview. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But it's funny. What I'm getting at is when I say that we do things a little different, like I feel like not just drum flip. I feel like our industry the drum industry, especially like the local industry or like the smaller, like very small companies, like the smaller drum companies and stuff like that, do not get what we do or who we are, you know? <laughs> like, so like I was just being the usual me. Like some of you guys saw my posts where I was like, I wanted it to go even further above and beyond like just nonsense on the interview, but I figured I would take the opportunity to promote our lessons and the podcast and all that stuff. But like, leading up to it, I was like, yo, I'm, we're going to be live on the drum flip thing. And like, I posted something like on my personal one, like, yo, you know, I'm going to be live on the drum flip feed doing the virtual drum show and come and see how handsome I am. And like, people were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? Like, why is he saying that? Or I was like, come hear us talk about nonsense. And I don't think people would, Dude, it's meant to be like, it's like the show. It's like, stop taking yourself so serious, man. Do you really think I'm, do you really think I think that I'm very handsome and I want people to come and see me and see how handsome I am? (laughs) Like, do you really think that's who I am? Come on. (laughs) That's hilarious. And then I like posted another one where I was like eating an orange. The whole interview, I'm eating an orange, by the way. And I'm like eating an orange subtly where it's not like, oh, this is a delicious orange. I'm just like kind of talking and slipping an orange in my mouth. (laughs) And it's like, dude, I do all this stuff on purpose because I think it's funny. And I don't think it translates to people like people on these companies. It's like so dumb. It's so dumb. And like, when I'm eating the orange in the in the interview, it's dead serious, dude. It's not it's like not like I'm making it obvious that I'm eating an orange. I'm just like slipping pieces in my mouth and just continuing with the interview like normal. Hmm. Yeah. And like I'm watching it back and I'm like dying laughing that I'm eating an orange the whole time and it's not like people don't get it. Like people <laughs> don't get it, you know? But I like the video I posted like five minutes or 15 minutes before we were doing this, that that we went live. I go, what's up, everybody? It's Corey here. I'm going to be going live on, on the drum flip Instagram for the virtual drum show or whatever. And I'm like, so come on, ask me some questions. And I'm like, I'm just going to be eating this orange the whole time and not answering anything. And then I like, like <laughs> and like people are just like, probably like, who, what is the point of this guy? Like, what is going on? 
And so like the first thing Ed says is like, so you wanted to talk about how handsome you are? <laughs> I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like laughing like, oh my gosh, dude. Like, this is what I mean. Like, we're so opposite ends of like, people are not used to personalities in this industry, you know, in the drum, in the drum world, people are not used to what we, who we are, you know? Yeah. People just want to go on and be like, yeah, so this is a 22 inch bass drum and it's by 14 and these heads are on it and blah, 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 blah. And like, I'm like, that's not us, you know? And the other thing is people can't get used to the fact that we do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We're not just a company that makes drums, you know? Yeah. They're like, so what is drum brigade? And I'm like, well, it's like a lifestyle brand, you know, and we're promoting camaraderie over competition. It's the brotherhood of drums. And we do that through our podcast, through our merch and through our drum lessons. And people still want to be like, so you're a drum school. And I'm like, what did I just say? What did I just say? And so I, it leads me to going, well, people either get it or they don't. And if you don't, that's fine. If you want us to be a drum school, then fine. We're a drum school. If you want us to be a t-shirt brand, fine. That's what we are, you know? But if you think that we're going to be like one of these other like smaller companies, that's just like, we do one thing and we're trying our best to make it in the drum industry. That's not us. We would most likely be the guys that are making fun of the drum industry and talking about it on a platform for drummers. Yeah. So it all in all though, man, I really appreciate any opportunity that comes our way. And so I sent, I told Ed that I was like, man, thank you so much for letting us come on. We came on pretty last minute. I think we were the last interview on Sunday. Um, and so I still get a little weird, um, still getting a little weird with like, like why he, he gave us a, a good shot, but why did he like give us like, I feel, I don't know. I don't want to get on that soapbox. I'm just grateful for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it was good. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. it. Um, I just keep feeling like, are we these guys though? Like, are we these guys? Are we the local drum company guy? You know, the guy that makes drums in his garage. Is that us? I don't think so. I feel like when I watched my interview with him, I was like, if I was watching this, I would be like, what's this guy doing on here? Not that we're better than anybody. I just don't think we're the weekend warrior drummer guy. Yeah. Swap meet guy. We're not the swap meet guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, it sounded a little bit like a soapbox. Um, <laughs> it was I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked on it though. It was, it was cool, dude. Okay. Last thing before we wrap this up, I also did this. There's this video going around called the COVID, the funky COVID blues with, uh, by Zach, um, Nager. Oh, nice. And like Kevin Freebie's playing on it. And, and Tino, um, is playing on it. Santino is a singer. Um, and a bunch of different, a bunch of different people. So it's like a bunch of San Diego dudes that are, are, it's, it's like kind of this live drum thing that, or, um, every, everybody's just like having like a eight bar clip of them playing. And it's just a jam virtual jam home homeboy. Um, Zach Nager that yes, this Zach Nager, I kind of draw the line at poop. He, uh, had me record some stuff and, um, we did it and it's all good. 
Funky Phil, you're giving me the wrap it up sign. What's up? Just I say gotta it. go, man. I gotta go. <laughs> My wife's gotta go out the door. Let her out. I can't watch the, the one year old. Yeah, while... you can. Just hold him in your lap while we wrap this thing. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this is a bad thing about this. Funky Phil always gives me the wrap it up sign, dude. Um, it's something cool that I did, and I want to talk about it, Phil. I don't give a, give a crap about your kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, it's a funky COVID blues, dude. All right, let's freaking wrap it up before Phil throws a fit. <laughs> don't God. gotta be like that. Um, I did this recording. Zach Danziger, Zach Danziger, Zach Nager said it was cool. That's it. That's all I want to say. Nice. All right, tell your wife to come out, dude. I'm not kidding. <laughs> tell her to come out. She's like gonna be late for her lessons. Uh, all right. Um, drum brigade. Episode 77. Thank you to Emily Dolan Davies. Davis. I keep saying Davies. Thank you, Funky Phil. It's episode 77. We're wrapping this thing up quick-like because, yeah, lessons are about to start. I would have kept on rambling about how great I am. <laughs> like, and like how, how we're trying to promote the drum brigade and like how dope my drum sounded when I played on this Funky COVID blues. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> no, it's not even like that. It was just cool for me to... I was nervous to send drum tracks to Zach, and then he was like, man, these sound great. That's, That's all. Cool. That's awesome. It's cool. All right, anyways, shout out to uh, Revo Drum for taking uh, care of our show, for supporting our show. You guys want to use get something from them, one of their awesome, awesome products. True Tones, Firefly, T-Lock, Solid Brass, Cymbal, Fasteners, all those kind of things. Just use the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout, revodrum.com. Use the contact form to hit us up. Any questions, anything like that, we appreciate it. Matt, we're going to be sending you some stuff, buddy. All right. Episode 77. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.